Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. May I interrupt? Go, sure. IQ. Go. I don't, I don't honestly believe that any wise man in the 21st century, has to defend himself. If I were an American, I wouldn't join you, not because there is something wrong with what you're doing. I am an American, first. American, second. American, third. If my race is white, polka dot, or yellow, is irrelevant. By the way, this piece of garbage that you're talking about, he's a Muslim. Did you know that? He's a Muslim. He converted to Islam. That's why he's a piece of garbage. He converted to Islam because his girlfriend is (laughs) a Muslim woman who hates white people. (laughs) So please, let's put the record straight. Every Muslim, any American, any European who leaves Christianity, or he leaves you Judaism and he becomes a Muslim, automatically becomes crap. That's automatic. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> that is a very interesting <laughs> way to put it. IQ Al Rizzoli with us today. Don Mazzella, Dan Perkins, of course, our special guest. Uh, he is he is a fantastic, fantastic guest. He's a war hero. The fantastic Brian Carpenter, former U.S. Marine, PTSD sufferer from acts of war. He's an inspirational speaker, resiliency expert. He's also the top-selling author of Never Ending Battle After Iraq, A Marine's Road to Recovery. Now, Brian, uh, our, our panel brings up an interesting point. You, you, you fought uh, and, and put your body on the line and, your, and, and everything for, uh, for this country. What did you make of, of that situation with with the quarterback not standing for the uh, for the anthem? Well, I have a more of a relaxed point of view with people's beliefs and their morals and values. It's not white people, white lives matter, black lives matter, cops lives matter. To me, it's all lives matter. Yeah. Regardless what country you're in, what religion you are, everybody freaking matters in this country to me. Oh, and yeah. if just like they took the Pledge of Allegiance out of schools. Well, that's because they don't want to offend people from other countries because everybody matters. And if you want to do it, you can do it. If not, if not, it's, it's your it's your decision. So, uh, yeah, the San Francisco 49ers, that, I can hear about that story till now, but I just give him that. That's his choice. If he didn't want to, then that's up to him. But I hope he don't. He can't sleep at night knowing he lives in America freedom and have all the right freedom for that flag and I don't know why anybody would not want to stand up for it. But Brian, if I if I may ask you a question. Um um when I was growing up I, I did not have perhaps the passion that you did to want to be in the military, but I believed it was my responsibility as a as a young man in the United States to serve my country the country had given me a great deal 
Um, and I spend a lot of time at military bases all over the country. As I said, I was just on a tour of three of them and hospitals, vis- visiting with veterans who, who've been uh, injured and are trying to recover, whether it's at Walter Reed or whether it's at Brook Army or any other place around the country. What I want to ask you, if I'm and if I'm putting you on the spot and you choose not to want to answer the question, please feel free. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious what you think as a patriot about what's going on in the United States today and what your feelings are about the administration and the military today. It's it's hard. It's with me. I think we are being led on by the government. I believe they lie to us and deceive to us about what's going on and why they're doing this, why they're doing that. And they, I just don't think they want us up that high on the hill, so they kind of beat us down by like that. It's kind of like with life. You got friends that say, "I ain't got the money." So they got all the money in the world, and they just want a freebie, and they're like, "Or we can't spend this because we ain't got the money." And I feel like that's what the government's leading us to. And did you, in your time in the military, did you, I mean, you, you talked about, you, you very specifically pointed out in your opening comments how things changed once you finished your, your you came back and, and you were beginning to go into rehab. So, are you, uh, again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just asking a question. Do you think that the administration, the current administration, has your back when you were serving? Yes, I will I will give the VA all the credit in the world because I tell you I'm spoiled from the VA. I'm 100% disabled, and Social Security came out with a new thing for disabled vets like me that I got with, and anything I want, medical or dental, anything I need, period, from the VA, they hop, skip, and jump, and they get it for me. But that wasn't, I'm sorry, Brian, that wasn't my question. When you were over okay. there, I'm asking, the question I'm asking, when you were when you were riding around in that armored vehicle or wherever you were, did you feel like that the administration, the president, and had your back? I'm not sure exactly what direction that you're asking, like, no, I'm just I, trying to find out whether you believe that the administration supported what it was you were doing and gave you all the resources necessary to carry out your mission. Oh, no, definitely not. The equipment, I believe, was them trying to save a penny by trying to get by, and then as time goes, more troops got killed and more stuff got destroyed. Then they decided to upgrade. And how did that affect you mentally? Mentally, yeah, it felt it made me feel like it's wow, we're just like guinea pigs out here. So you felt less secure. Yes, with the equipment we got, and then compared to the equipment we got now, it was yeah. Why couldn't we just go straight to that from the beginning? Right. So, go ahead, John. You know, I'd like to go. You know. Um, You've obviously had a great deal of interactions. Um, I'm curious uh, how um, the VA and, and Americans in general 
can uh, can help you and and uh, veterans like you to uh, a quicker road of recovery. What would you do if you had the blank check? Okay, well, first for society, that is still the biggest battle for me is sitting in a society and finding a job or finding a career or finding something to dedicate my life to because society will not accept me. And, yeah, I'm the angry, aggressive, react before you think, hardcore, hard-charging Marine, and people just can't deal with it. People get pushed away from my life. I get pushed away from other people because... They can't accept me. They don't understand or they don't have leniency to say, this kid's got bad PTSD, so I'm going to let it go and maybe work with him a little bit. Everybody just runs or they feed the fire by arguing or fighting back. That's just kind of how governments and jobs go for. I can't do anything in life to give me a sense of belonging because nobody wants me because I'm 100% disabled. Well, does your your condition affect your ability to hold a job or to uh, complete tasks? Yes, I do have problems being on my feet, and then I can only sit for so long because my pelvis and tailbone and my I got hypersensitive feet, back, pelvis, ankles are all shattered, and so it's hard for me to mobilize too much. And then on top of being bossed around by somebody in a disrespectful way, I will immediately snap, get aggressive, and react before I think. And Absolutely. I will mentally be able to handle a job with somebody bossing me around, talking down to me. And, and part, of that, part of that inability to cope, do you sleep well? I have sleep apnea, which I have a CPAP machine for that. And I right. don't believe I ever hit a hit a REM sleep every night, and I wake up tired as heck every morning. That I have to fight just to get out of bed and get energy to get my day going. Okay, so what when we're what we're going to do, Jim? Um, yes. We're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to help me here. We're gonna get an address for this gentleman, and we're gonna send him one of our MP3 players with the sleep audio on it, so that. In the combination of the CPAP machine and the, the REM sleep music may help you. Uh, I understand the the alcohol and the other drugs that you were using to try and get sleep. Uh, I, I met a veteran, a number of veterans all over the country who who have tried alcohol and drugs, both prescription and illegal. The the Abuse of prescriptions in the military, in the retirees, Jim, is about three times the national average. Uh, all of this with the, the, and alcoholism is higher, suicide rates are higher. It's all just trying to deal with this inability to sleep, to rest. But we're, we're going to try and help you. I can't make any guarantees, but we'll try and help you. But what's important, what's important also about what you said is that we have an economy, in a word, that just plain sucks. Yeah. And so the opportunity for healthy people willing to work with 94 million people out of the workforce um, and the, the, the movement of illegal immigrants, immigrants coming into the United States taking over jobs, there is little opportunity for you to find work regardless of your physical condition. I believe that if we had a more robust economy where there were more opportunities, um, I know of a gentleman, for example, in New York City who's 
desperately trying to put together a sheltered workshop um, for disabled veterans like yourself and other people where they can come and work at their pace, work at their own speed. If they have to get up and move and leave or whatever, they can do that. Uh, but we don't have an economy that's strong enough that can support those alternative employments. I believe you can be productive, but you, you have to have a job that you're proud of and that you can make a livable wage at. Uh, and right now, our economy is not providing that opportunity. If we could get an economy growing at 3 or 4%, I believe that opportunity will be there for you and your fellow vets, disabled veterans, to find honest, meaningful, productive work. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our program. And uh, Brian Carpenter, former U.S. Marine, inspirational speaker, resiliency expert, also top-selling author of Never-Ending Battle After Iraq, A Marine's Road to Recovery. We also have Don Mazzella from SB Digest and best-selling author Dan Perkins as well and our good friend uh, IQ Al Rizzoli. Now, IQ, listening to all this, from Dan and Don and, and our guest Brian, what, what do you make of all the different things uh, that have been discussed here today? I would like to ask them, why would Obama give $400, billion, $400 million to the Khomeini regime while a man like Brian, a gentleman like Brian and others like him are suffering? That $400 million should have stayed in America. We have traitors in the government. I use my words not indiscriminately. In fact, I use my words very judiciously. I call it treason to give $400 million to the Khomeini regime while Brian and people like him are suffering. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Well, I, I would say, uh, IQ, I agree with you. I, 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 I look at I look at what happened and the denial, the denial, the lie, the lie, the lie, the lie. And finally, the spokesman for the State Department basically admitted that it was ransom. When the President of the United States stood there and lied to the American people, we don't, we don't pay ransom. But in fact, we did pay $400 million ransom. And you would know better than I, IQ, but I believe in a matter of days, they took some more Americans prisoners after they released these four or five. So... Um, the idea that, that, that people like Mrs. Clinton and her foundation and like Barack Obama, uh, I, I was telling Don yesterday, IQ, that he said uh, that they're working on, a, on a, an environmental treaty uh, with China. And the, pres the White House announced that the president was going to bypass Congress, which under the Constitution has the sole responsibility for ratifying treaties. And this isn't like what we had with Iran. This is a full-blooded full -blooded treaty, and the president has decided that he's just going to ratify the treaty himself without Congress. Um, it's, it's, it's just another example of the arrogance uh, and the, the lack of respect for the law, the Constitution, uh, of our country, uh, and and you know if I'm if I'm somebody like Brian, I'm beginning to wonder. Wait a minute, you know what's going on in my country? 
it, it's I don't know about you, Brian, but but as you look at what's going on in your country since you've come back and you've gone through this long journey already and with much more of it to go, um, and I'm not I don't want to put words in your mouth, but how has the country changed from when you were a little boy who wanted to go in the military? I just think that society in general is enabled in the wrong way. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's just it, people come from being a little kid 30 years later until now and just looking at the difference is disgusting. Yeah. Everybody wants freebies. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. They want the government to do everything. They want... They, to, they, they don't want to have to struggle. They don't want to have to work to survive. They don't want to have to do this and that. And it's just disgusting to me because it's like the lack of effort from society is what hurts the country as well. And, of course, the work ethic of the country is very low. And it's like people just do things half-assed and then it ruins everything. Well put. I uh, I agree with you, Brian. I I am 71 years of age, and I served in the military many many decades ago. Spent some time in a military hospital. wasn't the, the anywhere near the the pain and agony and suffering and the and the destruction that you've experienced in support of this country. Um, but even back then, uh, I I was amazed at the. The inability to treat uh, to, to treat servicemen with respect, and I, I I look at it and I I just think that uh, as a country we've lost our way. I mean, people like Brian, who from their earliest days of formation wanted to defend this country. I wonder if there are enough Brians out there to continue to want to support this country. I don't know. Um, but but the idea that you would you would willingly go there, to fight, become terribly injured, and and start a journey of a commitment to try and heal yourself as best you can, it's a wonderful wonderful story, uh, and you 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 have to be, or if not, you should be proud of what you've accomplished, and you know what, Brian. You should be proud of what you're yet to accomplish because I believe you will go on and accomplish other things. Hopefully, in November, we can find a president who will support the Bryans of the world, not only in the VA, but when they're fighting for our country. We've got Dan Perkins with us today, Don Mazzella, of course, IQ Rizzoli, our special guest with us today, the uh, fantastic author of Never Ending Battle After Iraq, A Marine's Road to Recovery. Brian Carpenter joins us today here in our broadcast. And, um, uh, gentlemen, let, let, let's, let's talk about some of the different, uh, different views and, and different news that's come out fairly recently. Um, Donald Trump is... Uh, tied in some polls there, there's a lot of polls that he's winning uh what do you guys make of, of things as we head towards uh this election i'll start with dan let me give you a piece of information that most people in this country who look at polls don't know jim a polling company when they when they try and find a thousand likely voters okay yes if jim if Jim Lowe did not vote in the 2012 election, 
You can't be in the poll. <laughs> wow. So, all those people who did not vote for Mitt Romney. Yeah, they in basically just sat at home. Yeah. Those people aren't allowed. That's amazing. They're not allowed to be in the polls, but they're allowed to vote. Yeah. And so, as Don and I were talking about this this afternoon, there is a great number of Americans, perhaps tens of millions of Americans, who chose, for example, the Christian coalition, didn't turn out for Mitt Romney in 2012. So that there is a huge number of people that are not counted in the polling data. And when they walk into that voting booth in November to pull the lever, they're not going to be in anybody's scope. And when they come out and they tell what they did, I suspect, as Don does, that the numbers are going to be much more surprising. And uh, so I think that's one of the surprises that's going to come out of this election of how uh, Don has his own comments about the polling data, but that the people who didn't vote in the previous Obama election are not in the polling data, and so the data's skewed. Don? Well, uh, I, uh, I, I can start a lot of points, but the, the main point, <laughs> which Dan pointed out earlier, was the fact that after this bombardment of uh, uh, ads against him, uh, you can't move in, in many of the channels without getting a, uh, a Hillary ad saying how terrible Trump is. Yet after all of this solid month of it, and by the way, he has not been spending money on these ads, on, on ads countering it. He's even, at the worst, he's even, and at the best, he's ahead. Tells you that um, uh, there's something happening in this country that the media is not... Uh, uh, really taking note of. I mean, the the drumbeat of negativism about Trump is is amazing. It's amazing. Um, one need only pick up the Daily News of New York City. To see. It's amazing what they say about him. In fact, if you go back, it's interesting. Uh, many of the things they're saying were said in the, the 1860 campaign uh, against Abraham Lincoln. Truly amazing. Um, that's number one. Number two, the the, the pollsters have this year been proven uh, wrong time and again in Britain and here in the, in the United States. Um, and three, I think the the major thing that's happened that Dan picked up and I just finished reading is the New York Times today came out on an editorial saying that Hillary had to sever her ties with the uh, with the, the foundations. Uh, with the, with the Trump, uh, yes, the, uh, the whole Clinton, Clinton Foundation. Foundation. But Dan pointed out a fact. Do you know, uh, and Dan explained on this point, there yeah. are four other foundations that most people, I just wrote to somebody who's an editor of one of the major papers, and he just came back. No, I did not know that. Jim, we, we, the, the, the media is saying, and, and I just did a piece that's on its way to, I don't know where it's going to appear, but I did a lot of research. And uh, the Boston Globe, USA Today, New York Magazine, on and on and on, are all saying that close down the Clinton Foundation. And Bill Clinton said that if, um, if Hillary's elected, he will resign from the Clinton Foundation. 
And I, and you know, first of all, Jim, when when the guy says, "Now listen to what I'm saying," <laughs> after after I'm elected president, we're not going to take any more foreign contributions, but between now and then, send in the checks, which was the <laughs> message that I believe that that Bill was sending. Number one, number two. The piece that I'm, I've sent out, finished last night, is out being circulated right now. It's titled, Shut Down Which Clinton Foundation? Which Clinton Foundation? There's a Clinton Foundation in New York. There's a Clinton Foundation in the UK. There's a Clinton Foundation in Sweden. There's a Clinton Foundation in Africa. There's a Clinton Foundation in Hong Kong. Wow. Now, J Jim... The British government, for some strange reason, decided to send 120, I think it's 128 million dollars to the Clinton Foundation, New York, when there was already a Clinton Foundation in London. They didn't send it to the London Foundation. They sent it directly um, to the New to the New York Foundation, the Republic of Ireland wrote a check for $158 million. They didn't send it to the UK Foundation. No, I didn't. Notice I didn't say English, Jim. I said UK. Yes. They didn't send that $158 million to the UK Foundation. They sent it directly to New York. And um, then we have the Swedish, the Swedish Clinton Foundation. $31 million was raised by the Postal Lottery in four countries through Sweden and um, the, where they have a, a foundation, the Clinton Foundation in Sweden. And $89 million didn't go into the Sweden Foundation. It went to the New York Foundation. So now here's the question. We've got about, at least what we know, $325 million dollars that was raised in areas where there was an existing Clinton Foundation, and instead of going to that country's foundation, it went to New York. Now, according to the UK Charity Board, the UK Clinton Foundation in 2014, which is the latest reporting, had over 500,000 pounds of income in 2014, they spent for two percent of the foundation for oversight and governance and management. No contributions were made, and they retained 98 percent of the money. Now you cannot—I believe me—I spent days. You cannot find anything about the Swedish Foundation, the Kenya Foundation, or the Hong Kong Foundation, and each of these foundations have their own separate boards, they raise their own money, and we have no idea who the donors are. So, I come back to the question, Jim, which Clinton Foundation should they shut down? Wow. <laughs> IQ, what, what, what do you think about this? And we'll go to Brian and get his thoughts on it. I have a friend of mine who is with me now, who is freaking out. He doesn't believe a word he hears. It's Not true. It's true. A friend of mine, doesn't matter who he is. I nearly 
<laughs> doesn't matter who he is. He's an American. I nearly killed him a few minutes ago. He doesn't believe what we are saying. He doesn't believe. Yeah, so really, we have a problem here. So yes. IQ and I are on opposite directions, although we are reading exactly the same script. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can send you or, or through Jim, I'll send you a link to the report that I use, which is the basis of my research to start with, on where all the money went. I'll um, be grateful. I'll be grateful because he is telling me that everything done by the Clinton Foundation is completely transparent. Oh, ho, 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 ho. is he an American <laughs> on, a, on a nonprofit board? Wow. Well, he's not on the board, but he's American. Is this the, is this the guy from last week, IQ? <laughs> yes. Uh, a similar. A similar. No, I, tell him I got a bridge to Brooklyn to sell him. <laughs> Why in the way? You know, you, they, they say it's not pay for play. But wait a minute, wait a minute. He, has a, he also has a bridge to sell you. No. <laughs> over the, over the River Thames in London. We have a problem I, in I, veracity. I, I, <laughs> it's it's amazing, you know. You look at it and you say, "Wait a minute, a hundred Well, here's another one. Um, if you go to the Clinton Foundation website, meaning the U.S. website, yes, what you're going to find out is that in 2014, which is the last reporting cycle, they brought in a neighborhood of 350 million dollars. They sent out about 250 million dollars. However. This is a foundation that has $84 million in restricted funds. It has $107 million of undescribed plant and equipment. I don't know why, $107 million. And they've got four hundred total of $430-some million in assets. This was as of the end of 2014. What does a, found, a philanthropic foundation that's supposedly supposed to be giving away all of its money, what is it doing with $108 million in tangible assets? Why? I don't understand that. And you can, you can, IQ, you can tell your friend to go to the Clinton Foundation website and look at the 2014 financials, and you're going to see exactly what I just told you. I believe you, but let me ask you a question. Sure. You mean the American administration doesn't know about it? The people who deal with taxation, they don't know about it? I mean, how is that possible? But They're too busy I, going after right-wing uh, uh, foundations to worry about the left. IQ. Well, uh, I don't know if this is possible. I'm going to answer your question, IQ. The Swedish Foundation, the UK Foundation, the Hong Kong Foundation, the Kenya Foundation... If they don't solicit funds in the United States to create a tax-deductible event for an American citizen, they don't have to report. We have no way of knowing who the contributors are in these foreign foundations. There's another one, by the way, IQ, in Canada. Under Canada law, under, under Canada charity law, they can, the Clinton Foundation in Canada can aggregate deposits from all over the world, write one check to the Clinton Foundation in New York, and doesn't have to disclose any contributors. 
None. Zero. So we, what I'm saying in my article, IQ, is that these are the known foundations. What we don't know is there are other deals in place around the world that we have no idea. This is a massive money laundering situation. And to quote the Boston Globe, it stinks. Um, and today, uh, the New York Times, which Don is the... It, the New York Times, it's never true until it's printed in the New York Times. And today, the editorial board of the New York Times says she needs to get out from under this because she's providing information for Mr. Trump. So, IQ, if we get it, if, even if we don't, I don't get it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.